Welcome back to the Encouragement from Women podcast, where we seek to be encouragement through practical application of scripture. I'm your host, Haley Shoemaker. Today, we are going to be diving into the concept of parenting and not just your typical conversation, but we're going to be talking about a movement that's very popular in today's society in in thinking about parenting our children, and it's the gentle parenting movement. I'm going to be speaking to our guest today, Alana Brown. Alana, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and just jump into this topic because I know I've heard a lot about it, but I really am excited to dive into it from a biblical perspective. Uh, let me introduce you real quick to our listeners. Alana Brown is the senior pastor's wife at West Florida Baptist Church in Milton, Florida, where she serves with her husband and four children. Being highly involved in the church and so school ministry, she leads the ladies' ministry, mentors, councils, and is a speaker to ladies of all ages and has helped author devotionals and Bible studies for women. As you know, Alana was one of our authors for the six-week Bible study that just came out earlier this year. So if you haven't picked that up, I encourage you. Um, it's just some great content there. She loves theater the beach, coffee, and most of all, shoes. You can find her on Instagram at Alana Brown 06. All right, Alana. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> uh, real quick, what is your, how do you take your coffee? What's your co- favorite coffee flavor? Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of boring. The older I've gotten, I like it black and I like it strong. So an Americano is my favorite. It's Uh my go-to. Awesome. All right, then. (laughs) Real good. Yes. Yes. I need that. I I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive into our conversation real quick. Uh, Since we're going to be talking, as I already mentioned about gentle parenting and kind of the, the nuances of it, we're going to try to take away the positive and leave the negative because with all things in a worldly movement, there's going to be some negative that we need to filter through God's word. And so that's what we're going to do today. Uh, So Alana, um, to start off with, can you talk to us a little bit about your children? And because you're a parent, that's what we're talking about. So let's set the stage a little bit. Okay, so I have four children, as you mentioned, have three teenage boys and a daughter. So the dynamic is a little wild. Um, We have a 17-year-old, an almost 15-year-old, an almost 13-year-old, and then our daughter is eight. Um, And so that's kind of where we're at. We've done the toddler years. Um, We're, you know, still have one child, but we've done three boys at one time in their childhood and now he have broached uh the teenage years so mm-hmm. it's exciting mm-hmm. around here <laughs> yeah yes absolutely <laughs> yes and so i love that that you have kind of all the different stages you've been through the different stages you're right before letting your first one leave the nest and all mm-hmm. and so i'm looking forward personally i love that concept of someone that's just in the next phase of life of you or and has but even because you're in, even it's still for me personally, a little bit connected to where I'm at with my age of children. I have yeah. uh, eight, six and almost two. So uh, just that's such a biblical concept of uh, the the next stage down, looking down mm-hmm. to the next stage and and offering a hand to those that are just just behind you, you know. So I love yes. that concept and, and where we're going to be able to go mm-hmm. from there. Uh, so to jump into this topic, then, Alana, can you tell us a little bit about... Uh, finding the balance, because this is something I know I have thought about and 
talking with other friends, um, moms, and where they're at in their parenting journey, this is something that comes up a good bit, is finding that balance of having a relationship and being the authority um, that can be really difficult. Uh, What's the number one piece of parenting advice for raising children that are respectful and obedient, but not resentful? Oh man, it's a loaded question, but it's it's a very important question. Um, I think a relationship with your children is paramount. Uh, we do have the authority. We've been the, given the authority by God, but that relationship w- is what allows us to speak into their lives as they, they grow older. Mm-hmm. I, I liken this to our relationship to God. Um, when you hear about God before you come to know him personally, he's just this God who has a lot of rules, right? And he says a lot of no's. And so from a distance, you can think, wow, he's just harsh and and just wanting me to do certain things and not do certain things. Mm -hmm. But when we enter a relationship through Jesus Christ, we realize that these no's are not any type of harm to us. They Mm -hmm. actually are for our good. And so I think with our children, if we have that relationship and we can establish that um, with them, then they are, they're realizing, okay, what mom and dad are doing, what I'm doing as a a parent is for my good. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my number one piece of advice is to teach them the scriptures at an early age. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got to get the word of God into their hearts. Why? Because Really, our words can fall flat if they're based on ourselves, but when they are rooted in scripture, then that will not return void. The Bible talks about that. I pray for that often. I'm like, Lord, they've been learning these scriptures. They've learned them at home in their devotions, in their school, at church, but just let it to come to fruition in their lives. Let Mm -hmm. it flow out of them. So I think that we have to teach them the scriptures, but we also can't be a hypocrite. You know, when we're saying, hey, do this, do this. This is what the scripture says, but I'm going to do something completely opposite. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's a work of the Holy Spirit because we all know we fall short. But I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. Excellent points. I love the concept of having the relationship. And that comes from the explanation of not just saying yes, no, and being that authoritative figure, but Yes, we have to do that, but then coming behind it and explaining on their level as best you can mm-hmm. of, hey, here is the reasons why we don't do this. Here are the mm-hmm. reasons why this is a good thing. And that's part of that building that relationship in those moments. And then outside of those moments, also connecting, looking for ways to connect with your children to build those moments of relationship, um, to build that rapport with them. Uh, such great concepts. And, and living out the biblical truths we are teaching them aligns with some of the concepts of gentle parenting, uh, such as having a good relationship with your child. That's one of the tenets that mm-hmm. they really harp on is building that relationship and giving those whys and explaining and not coming from this authoritative, authoritative position mm-hmm. of only giving the commands. Um, and that 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 is one of the positives i would say uh do you think the movement takes these concepts too far or in and how do they kind of can we dive into that a little bit more yeah i think that with anything there are extremes right so right. it can lead it too far and that's when we are so concerned with the child's 
um, emotions at the moment of correction that mm. we allow it to overtake what we're trying to teach them. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we need to leave the house uh, at a certain time, then the child needs to obey, <laughs> right. right? We don't need to explode on them because, you know, it took them a little longer to tie their shoe or, or whatever it may be, but they need to learn that obedience. And so we take it too far if we're making everything emotionally driven, because I don't know about you, but I know some adults that are emotionally driven right? right. and perhaps it wasn't they're filtering everything through every single emotion and our emotions, as you know, are all over the map. So I have to get back to truth. Yeah. I have to live by, not by my emotions as an adult, but I have to live by truth. And so I need my child to understand that, okay, this is what we need to do at this moment. And we need immediate obedience, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and yes, you're incorporating those truths with it, but just to analyze, I think overanalyze every small movement that is made. uh, I think it could be dangerous because we are, we are teaching an emotionally led life Mm -hmm. instead of Mm truth-based. And our emotions flow from, uh, they can flow from our heart and, and where our heart is and I mean, the Bible clearly tells us yeah. <laughs> our heart is quite faulty. It is not yes. to be trusted. <laughs> Emotions and feelings like that, they're, they're not to be always be trusted. Yes, they're good. They're God given. Yes. But we have to filter it through the concepts and precepts that God has given us. And, and we can't let our emotions fully control us. And I think that's definitely one of the things that they they might take it a little too far. Yeah. (laughs) Letting emotions be king. Right. Uh, So uh, we're, we're talking about um, parenting styles and I know you've kind of alluded to it's a growing process and it's a work of the Holy Spirit. And, and we really do have to tap into that daily on letting the spirit guide us and lead us and be that um, that beacon for us as we navigate some very confusing and difficult and every day is different kind of waters yes. in the in the game of parenting. Um, so if you can speak a little bit to it personally, how has your parenting style kind of morphed as you've grown as a parent and as your children have gotten older? Oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. And it's very thought provoking. Um, the one word I can think is refining. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord ha- has been refining me. Um, I am an authoritative uh, personality. Um, I went to college to study to be a teacher and I love teaching, but I can walk in a classroom full of teenagers and, and, and get control. Okay. Oh so, <laughs> so having that personality, you know, with my children at times, it could be like, look, you know, you don't know who you're up against. I'm going to win this. <laughs> you're stubborn because your mother's stubborn, <laughs> you know? So we yeah, have a lot yeah. of those things, which are good things in the fact that, okay, we, we are in control and our, you know, our kids are not running around out of control. But on the other hand, that strength can become our weakness. Mm -hmm. And so we have to realize that this refining, it's not been an overnight change with me. It's not like, oh, I, you know, someone's out there listening to this podcast and tomorrow they are just a completely different parent. It's like a slow chipping away of what needs to be fixed in my life. And isn't that indicative of our Christian life? Like he's just, he's transforming us daily. You know, we may not look back at yesterday and say, okay, that was the moment that I completely changed, but he did something. 
If mm-hmm. I'm yielding to his will, he did something. Okay. And so with every parenting moment, every time I release my will to his will, to the father's will in these moments, he's chipping away and he's making me the parent that I need to be. Mm-hmm. I think I've realized that um, as I've, my children have gotten older, that it's a lot less about me coming up with methods to make them successful children and more about my dependence on God to guide me Mm -hmm. daily into the truth that I need to impart. Because as you know, when you have multiple children and you have multiple ages, no two children are alike. And so the way I handled my firstborn is going to be different than I handled my second, third, and fourth. They're all different. And so I have to have uh, that Holy spirit leading. And I, I will keep mentioning it because we cannot, be a Christian parent without it. And so praying scripture over them, you know, changes my worries and it, it does refine me into to slowing down and listening and, and being that kind of parent that I need to be. Mm-hmm. I love the concept that there that you mentioned about how, you know, it's not going to be like, listen to this podcast tomorrow. You're a totally different parent. No, but you can hold on to the very encouraging fact that you just mentioned about, no, you didn't conquer the whole mountain yesterday, but God did something. And that's so encouraging because in the, in the day to day, it can feel quite drowning when you're in the midst of it, of, oh my goodness, what am I doing? (laughs) But it's true. If you're continuing to yield yourself to the Holy spirit and continuing to pursue your relationship with him, he is doing a daily work and it might be slow. It might be small, but it is something. And that's definitely something to hold on to. And it is so uplifting and, and encouraging. I felt my own spirit uplifted in that concept. Yeah. When you said that it's like, okay, oh, I can do I this. <laughs> that's so good. Um, no matter your parenting style, there's always a possibility that your child will stray though. I think yeah. it's important to, to remember that too, that you can be, um, striving to be the best parent that you can in, 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 um, in front of God and, and striving to be that type of finding that balance. And, but there's always the possibility your child is their own being and they are going to have to fight their own battles with Satan and, and they're going to have to give their own life to God. It's not something that we can do for them. So no matter how you come at it, uh, there's always that possibility that your child will stray and that they will be pulled to the world. Um, but leaving them in God's hands through prayer is crucial, as well as pr- prioritizing your own relationship with Christ, as we mm-hmm. kind of mentioned there. And I'm sure you can attest to this. Um, when you leave your own growth out of the daily equation, your mothering style suffers oh, so, yes. bad. <laughs> so bad. Yes. Uh, those, those little moments where you just want to lose it, it's quite, it's a good bit easier if you haven't spent that time already with focusing your heart and your mind on where it needs to be. And that's your relationship with God and putting him first and allowing him to transform you every day. Cause it's, it's something that has to be done on a daily basis. (laughs) Hourly Um, minute by minute by minute. (laughs) Yes. yes. Um, uh, So a couple episodes ago, I had the conversation with Holly um, about prayer Mm. And just how continuing in prayer is so important and that, man, it challenged me. It challenged me so good on just maintaining prayer. And I've noticed here in the last couple of days, I've been so busy and it hasn't been as good as I needed it to be. I haven't been 
my mind has been focused on other things. And man, have I noticed Mm. I miss it. Number one, number two, there were some instances where I could have handled it better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It might have gone better if I had steadied my heart mm. and my mind on my relationship with God, continuing in prayer, because that is how our relationship, one of the main ways that our relationship is maintained. Yeah, um, that's good. So can can I ask you a question then? Have you noticed in your own children uh, when, when you are listening more and you're doing more of that... Um, not necessarily jumping in and, and doing the the quick answer and and quick correction, but you're willing to just kind of stop your own emotions and listen to where they're at. Um, has that been something that they've responded to very well and and ended up coming back to you with that? Hey, what would you do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because when it's like anybody, I mean, they want to be heard, right? We're humans, and so. Uh, it's, it's the age old, you would hear this on any podcast. If they're telling you how to have good relationships, right. They would say, listen more and talk less. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that is the idea. Don't, when someone else is talking, don't just think about what you're going to say, actually slow your mind down and listen. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to do that with our children as well, especially as they are getting up into those um, later childhood years and the teenage years. They do have thoughts and they do have feelings and we need to hear it out. Does it mean that it will change what we're going to say? Not necessarily. I mean, it may be the same thing we would have said the first breath that they started talking, <laughs> but they are heard. And mm-hmm. when they are heard, they feel like that they they do matter and that they do. The Lord is forming opinions in their own minds. And so I have found that when I do slow my mouth down and I, I often say the Holy Spirit has to put a big piece of masking tape over my mouth <laughs> <laughs> because as a parent, we think we've always got the answer. And we also always think that we know what they're going to say, but often I have found that if I actually stop and listen, they might say something differently than what I was anticipating. And honestly, many times I've been pleasantly surprised, especially mm-hmm. as the boys have gotten older. I remember hearing my um, one of my sons, he had a friend over and I overheard them in the next room. And of course I did the good parent thing and I just kept walking. No, I stopped and I put my ear close to the door to listen. <laughs> and I, I was, they were talking about a YouTuber and my son was talking about this one guy was a YouTuber and he was a Christian and he said something that he had done. And I almost stepped into the room and started lecturing like, okay, you do not need to be listening just because he says he's a Christian. And he was doing that. That is not okay. But yeah. I didn't, I stopped uh-huh. and I just kept my ear there And within the next breath, my son said, but what he's trying to do, and he showed the right thing that that YouTuber had done and that he had chosen to listen and to not listen. And I thought that was a win. Mm -hmm. I heard my son do the right thing, but I almost messed it up. (laughs) Like he was just having a, a conversation with his friend and it actually was a good conversation, but I almost jumped too soon and was going to go in and lecture and say, this is not what you need to be doing, you know, instead of giving them room 
uh, to say what they're feeling. And it, it does matter when you listen. I have learned when I listen a million times over to even their basketball stories and all the things that I'm like, okay, <laughs> but mom cared. And then when there's something bigger to talk about, mom's going to listen. And then mm-hmm. I will be willing to listen to her. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent points. Um, and I love how you're talking about how it is important for them to be heard. And it is important that, yes, their feelings do matter. They have merit and they're important to us. And I want to, I kind of want to hit on that a little bit and jump into our next question mm-hmm. of, because I feel like that's something that as we were talking about, yes, there's, there's positives there and that there's some good there to take away, but there also can be that, that pendulum swing that's way too far, mm. um, to the negative. And I, and I feel like there's some aspects in the gentle parenting movement mm-hmm. where that, that is true. That rings true. And so, uh, let's, let's dive into that a little bit more and, okay. and go to looking at the gentle parenting movement and some of the concepts and ideas that are present there. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could talk a little bit more about, um, what your initial thoughts of the movement are, and let's talk about some of your initial thoughts with the gentle parenting movement that is so popular with the younger generations. Okay. So, I guess this is going to age me, but (laughs) well, I guess my initial thoughts of gentle parenting is when I'm in the store and I see a young mom, you know, with the toddler and they are completely out of control. Um, The toddler is dragging them around the store and yelling and, and, you know, and I try not to be that older woman that's like, you know, because I, (laughs) you know, my toddlers were toddlers and they certainly... Uh, had their moments, but when it's allowed to go on and on and on, and there's there's absolutely no control uh, at that point, then I think, oh my goodness, it's gentle parenting. No, there needs to be some authoritative uh, rule at this point. There needs to be um, someone taking control and not allowing this to happen. Mm-hmm. But on the opposite side of that, um, I think of the idea that there was generation perhaps where there was no love and it was all discipline. Then you've got the parent who's yelling. You've got the parent that says, never says, I'm sorry. They're, they're right. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're consumed with their own life. The children are just kind of like a side gig, you know, just to make our family pictures look nice. <laughs> when my mind goes here, the sound of being a gentle parent actually sounds very appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about our savior, who describes himself when scripture we have, he is the good shepherd and he is gentle and he is lowly. And so when I think about gentle parenting, you know, I can see where that would reflect my savior. And I'm going to go back to our God is just, and he is loving. He is the perfect balance of being authoritative yet loving and man, if we can strike that perfect balance of both, then I think we will get the parenting game figured out. Right, right. Excellent points. Um, and then there's almost a disconnect in teaching the difference between having the emotion and it, and letting the emotion just explode to its fullest. Um, and, and that's something that everyone can be tempted with. Even as parents, we can be tempted with letting that emotion just go to mm-hmm. its fullest and not tempering it and and making sure that it's not um, to the point that it's going to be hurting others and hurting ourselves. Either. Yeah. Um, it's, it's 
giving the concept of giving them space to express their emotions without any consequence is really, it's a negative reinforcement of, yeah, you're doing this and let's just keep doing this and let's work it out, get those Mm -hmm. emotions out. But really that's just reinforcing this behavior of constantly letting your emotions go to the fullest extent. And where is that going to lead when they get to Mm -hmm. be older and and bigger problems come up and and bigger struggles and bigger emotions? They're just going to get bigger. Right, (laughs) right. So we're not really teaching them how to take those emotions and deal with them properly in a healthy way. Um, So yes, you want them to be able to use calm words to express how they're feeling. Um, You want them to be able to communicate those words and, Mm -hmm. and what they're feeling. That's important to know, right? We were talking about feelings. It's okay. I want to know your feelings. Yeah. Yes. But at the same time, uh, we have to be able to uh, take it to a certain level of maturity, like a, a small child, you can only do so much of that with, right? Yeah. They're not going to really be able to grasp the concepts of, of of what I'm feeling and and these emotions and how to deal with it and how to communicate with it. Right. But that's something that you can begin to teach. It's it's going to be a long process. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of of learning. I mean, even as adults, we don't get it right still. You Absolutely. Know? So, yes. But it's just it's it's that process of learning how to not act like a child, right? Yeah. That's our whole goal is to teach our children how to not be children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to relate to them logically, right? Yeah. Um and and but that's going to be something that as I was mentioning, I, I think I mentioned it a little bit before about explaining the why, but on their level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important and and realizing that there's only going to be so much logic that's communicated uh, when they're real young. Yes. That's something that's going to be developed as they get more in probably those teen years, realistically, yes. mm-hmm. um, of just being able to grasp the the logis- the logical concepts of why you do things, why you don't things do things and how your emotions can affect others. Yes. Um, that's, that's definitely something that's more of an adulthood mindset. Right. Um, so another aspect of the movement that I've noticed to be popular is allowing the child to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, you want to be able, they, you want to kind of let them start to make decisions and and sometimes it's good to even let them fall on their wrong mm-hmm. decisions in a safe space of your home and your protection um but i i find that they're doing this uh with with very young five six-year-olds making big huge life decisions of you whatever you want that's what we're going to do and mm-hmm. so there's a bit of a red flag there. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I, the first thing I think of in scripture is the Bible says children, what does it say? Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor mm-hmm. thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So if God in scripture is speaking directly to children and he is telling them to obey your parents in the Lord, then that means as parents, we must be giving them something to obey. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it goes twofold here. So 
if we are giving them something to obey, these are the things that are going to help them mature and grow. Just as you were talking, when that more age of accountability and they are growing and they are learning and maturing, let's not forget that the Bible says Jesus grew in what? Wisdom and favor and stature with God and man. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the God himself who came to this earth, grew in maturity. Mm -hmm. I mean, so if our own heavenly father sent his son and he had to grow in maturity our children have to grow in maturity thank you for listening to today's part one of the season two finale you can catch the rest of this thought-provoking conversation in two weeks i know everyone approaches parenting in a little bit different way than others and our goal is not to put others down for their methods the intention of this conversation is to bring everything especially raising our children back to the word of god i hope your heart has already been encouraged and i hope you will tune in to the next episode where alana and i will finish our conversation about even more positive and negatives regarding the gentle parenting movement If you would like to connect with any of the EFW platforms or with Alana, be sure to check out the show notes for those links. I'm Haley Shoemaker, and this is Encouragement from Women.